Shh. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now look up smidgen. Smidgen. Smidgen? I think it's it's S-M-I. Yeah. Maybe D-G-E-N. Smidgen. <laughs> a smidgen. Smidgen. Oh, that's a female voice. Noun, informal. A small amount of something. Add a smidgen of cayenne. I told you it's they wow. they are legitimate units of measure. <clears throat> I'm gonna, uh yeah, so I'm just gonna be a skosh over today. I'm yes. route. <laughs> I'm not gonna make eight uh, by a smidgen. Yeah, um I would make eight, but they're just a skosh too much of letters to case today. Correct. Oh my god, that'd be fucking hilarious. Okay, for those who don't know, that's postal lingo. Um, welcome to the Compass Rose. I am your host, Andrew Atkinson, and today I've got a good friend of mine <clears throat> slash co-worker, Luke Amato, yes. is in the studio. I am. What's going on, my friend? Thanks for coming through. <clears throat> yeah, man. Finally did it. Talked about it for a long time. We have. like it's It's been months in the making, I think. It has. Yeah, yeah. We finally got time to actually get together and, and do this. Indeed. Um, so, we have several different uh, episodes that I kind of want to get you on here on that we have been uh, talking in the works. But today, we're going to talk about the things that go bang. The pew, pew, pews. Ah, the pew, pew life. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's, that's, that's guns, firearms for... If anyone didn't quite get where we're going with that. Yes, it is. So. <clears throat> I think. I think. I think we're going to kind of touch a little bit of everything on this on this subject matter tonight. But um, I think just where we're going to start is like you're definitely a gun enthusiast. I think you could say that's a fair assumption. Yeah, that's a, that's a very fair assumption. So my question is to start this off is. Uh, what got you into it? You did serve in the military, correct? Correct. And it was the Army? <clears throat> yep, the Army, Ohio National Guard. So <clears throat> I graduated uh, 07, decided to enlist, and uh, prior before that, I had zero experience with guns. So I, my family never had guns. I never had guns, never shot anything. That went bang. So that was um, that was exciting to know that I'm actually going to handle a gun, learn how to use it uh, properly and safely, and um, yeah, that was very exciting to know that was going to happen. See, I actually, <clears throat> first of all, thank you for your service. Like first and foremost, like thank you. Um, I was actually entertaining the thought of enlisting. Uh, I'm a little bit older than you. I graduated in 02 and um, I went to the local, you know, recruitment office and sat down with, uh, I was going to join the Marines. Um, I think I met with the, uh, the uh, recruiting officer. Is that what you call him? Recruiting officer? Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I met with him like, I think twice and I was going to do it. Um, you know, I wanted to serve my country. Um, my grandfather was in the army. You were in the army. Um, I had a brother-in-law that was uh, in the Marines at the time. <clears throat> he might have already um, finished his time. I'm not sure. But um, 
So I was interested in the Marines just because I knew someone closely that was in the Marines. But, um, you know, I graduated in 02. During that particular uh, time in our country, there was a lot of people starting to get deployed, you know, with the 9-11 attacks the previous year. And it, I ain't gonna lie, it scared me. I was like, man, I don't want to get sent off. And so I, I basically, I chickened out. So hats off to you. Like I, I didn't have what it take. Like I ended up just kind of copping out and saying, no, this, this, this isn't going to be for me. So yeah, it's, it's definitely not for, for everyone. Um, that's the great thing about right now is it's uh, pretty much a volunteer, uh, military in all aspects and spectrum of the military is you enlist and you are knowingly going to get deployed and knowingly going to go overseas and do some kind of deployment. Right. Iraq, Afghanistan, Kuwait. Some people might not even see um, combat or be in a combat environment. But yeah, this this day of age for the past you know 20 years, it is a volunteer army, Marines, that you are willingly knowing you're going to get deployed. And it, it is frightening for some people but it's like it definitely is the mindset that that's why it was only one percent of the population are in the armed forces it takes you know takes a certain kind of certain kind of person to understand that and still willing to uh sign up and go for it plus that you know twenty thousand sign-on bonus was kind of a you know like okay, I, okay, nice, I nice, incentive, yeah, a nice incentive i could buy a new <clears> car <throat> with that but yeah, like like that's that's one hundred percent true because I mean the war on terror is going on twenty years now. Like if 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 you are enlisting in this day and age, you you know like we're we we are still in a twenty year war basically. Yeah, like there, you there, know you're going. There's kids graduating high school that were born after nine eleven, and is we're still in that same war insane. more or less. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah we're still in Afghanistan and Iraq. Not as how many um, <clears throat> soldiers were. But we, yeah, we're we're still actively in there, and uh, it's insane. We're just we're just old. We're old <laughs> to think about. There's kids graduating right now who yeah, they're, they're who, learning yeah. about in history books in what history we books experienced where, yeah. firsthand. Hey, yeah, I, mean, I was I was in uh, you know seventh grade orchestra class when that happened. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Okay, you're you're aging me a little yeah, bit because yeah, it was my senior year. I mean, bro, it's, <clears throat> it's all good, man. But anywho, like, so that's what got you in to, you know, the whole world of, you know, guns and everything that goes along with it. You said it was exciting, but was there, was there any apprehension? Were you nervous? Were you like, cause prior to this, you had no experience. Was there any kind of fear or like anxiousness or were you just like ready to get after it? Oh yeah. There's definitely, um, fear and, um, anxiousness. I've never shot before. I didn't want to suck me. Like <laughs> me, I'm very competitive. I have to try to be the best at everything I do. I want to be the best. If I can't be the best, I'll train hard and figure out a way to get myself better. But so that that drove me to be very focused and listen to my drill sergeants and listen to everything, how to shoot properly, all the fundamentals um, of uh, marksmanship, which there is there is quite a bit. So um, it's better. To train someone who has no experience, because I have zero experience, than someone who shot before and think they know how to shoot and have bad habits. Right, exactly. I was just so say, coming like, in clean <clears throat> was good for me. So I learned um, 
the proper way to do it. I had no bad habits, and I am by the book, the Army standard. Right. There, were, there was no um, unlearning, so to speak, like as far as the bad habits go. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I remember the first time I pulled the trigger, uh, uh, went pew, big loud boom, the gas got in my face, I uh, got underneath my um, um, eye pro, which eye pro is eye protection. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the smell of it, it was, it was, that was, that was it. I was, I was, I was hooked. I'll do gunpowder. It's, it's, it's an, it's an intoxicating yeah, I was, aroma. I, yeah, I was, I was, I was hooked. I'm like, all right, let's, let's go. I'm, I'm ready for this. So the first weapon you fired was, was it uh, M16, M4? Like what, what were you initially trained on? Well, I went through basic in 07 at that time where I was in uh, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. We use M16A2s. So I had uh, you know, a single fire and um, a burst, which is a quick uh, three-round burst. Right, right. So I had old M16A2. The thing was huge, probably like a 20-inch barrel. It wasn't a carbine at the time. A right. carbine is, you know, a carbine is smaller than a full-size rifle with M16 was. And me being smaller stature guy. <laughs> well, what's, what's your height? Uh, 64 inches <laughs> <laughs> sounds better than five four right right but that was i mean it was it was it was um interesting because it was it's long it's freaking heavy it's long um so i had to adapt to to carry it more than other people because i wasn't the smallest guy in my company but i was i was one of them but this, that's 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 what uh we used to learn and shoot with did they start you out with iron sights, or did you start with some kind of optic? Well, back in the day, in 07, uh, there was no optics. It was straight iron sight. Now, today, days, uh, they do use, like, red dots, um, like the aim aim, port, aim points they use. But, yeah, straight straight iron sights. So I think, um, I think they should go back to that. I mean, some basics might do that, but it's good to know that that makes you learn the fundamentals even more and how um, just the slightest change of your, you know, your trigger squeeze, trigger pull, your your cheek on your butt stock, your breathing, just the slightest change of that excite like, picture uh, will make you inaccurate. So that was, it was very good to go from iron sights then to go to red dot or uh, reflex. Or some, you know, we used to use EOTEX too, but yeah, iron sights for sure, which was which was tough. But me I, never I being shot before <clears throat> anything, so I didn't know any other any other way, easier way to shoot. So that was that was fun. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. That's probably the way to go, especially because you know, uh, with optics, what, whether it be you know the red dot or anything of that nature, there always is the um, the chance of there being, you know, technical malfunctions. You need you need to be able to have that um, skill set to fall back on, right? Would you agree? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Batteries run out all the time on um, red dots. Um, I think like uh, nowadays newer optics they have like a sixty thousand hour battery life uh, for it being on at a low like dim setting. Right. And because you know, sometimes you, you forget it's on after you get to range and shooting. And um, like back in the day, 
they would just burn out and um, the battery compartment normally would be like on the bottom of the site the optic you're using <clears throat> so you literally have to take it off the rail and once you take it off the rail you have you a chance re- you have a chance of, of yeah thing. you lose some sort of zero um we mark our rails with a paint pen on which notch we put the the uh the optic on to get a close if anything does happen to take it off put it back on we'll go out and fire to make sure our zero is good and probably be off a little bit right so yeah so i mean even if the, the optic gets shot or the high heat and the low heat the low temperatures which eotech had a problem with but their eotech's back they're they're good now <laughs> but yeah they, there's definitely if they, something happens to your optic and you have iron sights you're running iron sights um you don't know how to use them you have them on it you zero them but if you're not familiar with them you're gonna have a gonna have a hard time so yeah i recommend you getting used to iron sights then go into an optic right now we keep on bringing up the term zero for the complete you know layman that has no idea of anything about firearms shooting what is zeroing in your your optic or your iron sights what is zeroing so zero is you want your bullets to go in a certain spot so if you get a brand new rifle pistol an ar pistol or rifle um you want the bullets to go where you're aiming at point of aim point of impact point of aim point of impact you know I'm, i'm aiming here but my point of impact is going to be lower, you know, to the left, to the right, higher. So I'm going to take that point of impact to match where my point of aim is. And that's zero. And that, then in. once you're at whatever <clears throat> you want to zero, we want to have a 50-yard zero. So at 50 yards, I'm shooting um, a crosshair on a piece of paper, and it's going to be right on the crosshair at 50 yards. So I'm zeroed for 50 yards. Right. Some people like to use a 100-yard zero. In Army, we use a 300-meter zero. So, yeah, so a zero is where your bullets are going, where you're aiming at. Right. So I, I was actually going to ask you that, like, where, when you were first initially training with your rifle, like, what was the range? Where were you shooting at as far as, like, distance? Oh, yeah, so we... we um. So our rifles are zeroed at 300 meters. Actually, we didn't. Some reason we don't do um, yardage. What is what is the 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 equivalent? Do you know from I, from I, meters to the imperial? Do I you know, I don't. I have no clue. What what would it be to the the yards? Yeah, it, the internet will tell you. Yeah, if, yeah. If I, I just do yards now. I don't use meters anymore. But yeah, it was uh, a <clears throat> 300 meters, and um, yeah, we 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 shot all the way from 50 to all the way to 300. And so our zero was at 300 meters. So that's the most effective range for like an M16 at that barrel. Like there's a effective range and um, how far it will go. It's about like three to 500. It's probably, it's probably less than that, but so at 300, at a silhouette target, I could hit them at 300 meters. Right. So anything past that, you're going to want like a DMR, a designated marksman rifle. Um, but you still could engage out to 300 meters. Okay. I, I actually don't know this. Like you have far more knowledge in this than I do. But um, 
say you zero at that 300 meters or whatever yardage that equates to, does that affect your point of aim, point of impact at lesser distances? Oh, yeah. So for me, I like to have a um, 50-yard zero or 100-yard zero because... Um, you got to think your optic or your iron sights are above the barrel of whatever you're shooting. Right. So the bullet's coming out below it, like you're, where you're aiming at. So like at a 50-yard zero, if I'm like five yards, like inside, say inside your house for a reason, um, the bullet is going to be hitting lower than what I'm aiming at. Right. So I do like a 50-yard... 50 yards zero because I don't want that bullet to ever go over what I'm aiming at. So right, if it yeah. if it goes it goes below it, it's good because it's gonna hit whatever I'm I'm aiming at. But like at a 300, it's gonna be a more dramatic drop. A bigger variable. A very right. very variable. So you're gonna have to aim um, lower to hit, like if you you're gonna have to aim lower so you make sure you hit like so they say like. At a 50 yard, at a 300 um, um, zero, I'm aiming at the chest, and uh, you, you should be good. But yeah, it does. That's why there's different people do different zeros. Right. So I mean, if if you are at a 300 yard or meter or whatever uh, zero, and you're aiming at the chest at that shorter close encounter kind of engagement, where are you likely to hit? Are you still hitting center mass somewhere, or are you dropping way or going like? I don't know. Does it correlate to a higher shot or a lower shot? Like for your, for your point of aim, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're, you're shooting closer, we have a, like a 300 yard. Okay. So you're going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be lower. Right. So say for example, in my, in my house, like a uh, close encounter, I mean, from my front door to my kitchen is probably, I don't know, 15 yards. Yeah. If you got a 300 yard zero on it and you're aiming center mass, where are you going to hit with a 300 yard zero? You're probably going to hit like in, in the waist legs area. Oh, so it's, it's not crazy. No, crazy not, different. no, but there, there, there is a, it is a big, there is a difference. Right. Like you want to hit him like in the chest. You're probably going to aim like at the head. Right. And hit the whoever in so, the center mass. You always want to shoot, you always train to shoot center mass. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that being said, what do you think is the best range to zero your your a firearm at for typical non-military, you know, just your civilian? Like what 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 sh- what should we be zeroing our guns at? I would say for me, I mean, I like the fifty yard zero because you're gonna have fifty yard zero, and also you're gonna be at zeroed at two hundred yards. Mm-hmm. So, like I said. I'm aiming center mass. I'm going to hit him still like two inches low at 50 yards. The bullet comes out of the barrel and it's going like it's going down. Then it goes up and it goes back down. So when it comes out, the barrel is going down. When it reaches um, the 50 yards, it's going to be zeroed at 50 yards, Mm -hmm. but the bullet is still going up after 50 yards. So when it comes back down again, where it matches where my point of aim is, it's going to be, for me, 200 yards. That's going to be zeroed um, at 200 yards. So you got a 50-yard zero, and correlation when the bullet's coming back down, it's going to be zeroed again at 
200 yards. So I like the 50 yards because there's never really going to, the bullet's never really going to go over where I'm aiming because I don't want to ever shoot over something. It's always right. going to be either be below um, or, or dead on. So what, what causes that, that up and down flight path of the, uh, the bullet? Yeah, gravity. I mean, it's just gravity coming out, the gravity's pulling it down, and the bullet's going up because of the speed, then it's going to come back down. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I, like, the, I, like, the, I like the 50 yard. I'm not, I mean, if you're shooting, engaging anything over 100, I mean, you, you're, you're probably in trouble. Yeah, and that's, that's not a realistic civilian no, encounter. No, no, and you're, that's, you, can't, that's you like, can't justify that. That's, you can't. You can't justify you can't justify that. Why did you shoot that guy? Yeah, that, felt that's threatened that you know two hundred yards. Yeah, he, like, no, no, that's like zombie apocalypse. Yeah, scenario. So, yeah, so that's why I like the fifty yard zero. That's for anything up to you know I'm I'm good for shorter ranges. I know where my my bullet's gonna be when I shoot. Right, that makes sense. So were you um trained strictly on just the M16 or did you get different experiences with different firearms throughout your service? Yeah, yeah. So we, we originally trained on M16. Uh, iron sights, of course. Then I got to my unit and they didn't have M16s. They had M4s. Hmm. So I was like, oh, wow. Okay, <clears throat> this is cool. Smaller. More my, you know, my liking. And um, they also gave me a red dot on top of it. Okay. So like I said, it's just a M4 is just a carbine, a carbine of M16, smaller, uh, same does, same caliber, right? yeah, same five 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 six, but just won't reach out as far as a full size rifle because you don't have that extra extra barrel to yeah. help it. Yep, exactly. But it still has you know three round bursts. Some of them have automatic, which I never um, I was never issued automatic rifle. I got to shoot a couple of them during training, which are a lot of fun. Oh, I, I bet. But yeah, those, those are assault rifles <laughs> by far, definitely. Now, for the uneducated, um, I think we be would be remiss if we didn't distinguish. When we're talking about AR, AR does not stand for assault rifle. No, it, do, it does not. Uh, Armalite rifle, actually. It's, it's just the platform. Yeah, Ar- Ar- Armalite is just the, the, the company, basically, that introduced yep. that platform. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So if you have an AR-15, which I have, you have, yeah, yeah. it's not an assault rifle. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be in the military and uh, have an AR-15s. They are totally different. Yes, you don't get 100%. That, you don't get the three-round burst. There's other different little aspects of uh the the rifle that you can't even touch on it's 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 just the the ones we get issued are assault rifles they're made to hurt people badly right right (laughs) to put it lightly i I just wanted to get that clarification out there because that it god it really you know what really grinds my gears (laughs) (laughs) when people get that mixed up that an ar-15 a civilian AR-15 is not an assault rifle. I repeat, is not an assault rifle. Yeah, it's just, it's a single action rifle. You pull the trigger and it goes off. I mean, I could hold the trigger on an assault rifle and there'll be rounds popping off left and right yeah. until I let let go of the trigger. Yeah. 
So I just wanted to get that that clarification out there because it does get misconstrued way way too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I it definitely does. So what was your what was your preference between the two? You said you, you know you shot the the full sized M16 and you had the M4 carbine. What 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 did you prefer? Oh, the M4 because it was smaller. Yeah, I like I like definitely because it was smaller. Now. If you were of larger stature, if 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 your if your size didn't play a factor into it, would, it, would that still be your your go to, or would you take the M16? I'd probably still take the M4 because easier to um, maneuver with it. Oh, yeah, right. Move maneuver around obstacles and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's fun, man. So military's what got you into it. Um, was it a, uh, how do I put this? Once you rotated back to civilian life, was it an instant like itch? Like you, you got to get that itch. Like you started purchasing firearms or was it like a drawn out thing? You, you don't want to get in that. Like, oh, was yeah. it like an, an instant kind of thing where you just had to, you know, start building up your collection or. How like how did that play out? Yeah, I I wanted to, I wanted yeah I wanted to, but you know it's a very expensive. It, it, it's hobby. a very expensive hobby. I didn't have the funds to um, do that. Um, I didn't buy my first firearm till after Afghanistan. Actually, yeah, yeah, they gave us an option um, while we're over there. Colt um, gave us um, they're going to. Give us a design for our unit crest, our unit saying, mm-hmm. we'll do it. Um, and they give us a uh, 1911 combat uh, commander. Uh, this is a uh, 45. So we were able to get that. And they also did a um, Colt, did the same thing with the M4, um, but it was the AR platform mm-hmm. of, the, of the pretty much civilian side yeah. of it. So yeah, I, and I got back and uh, I got I got those and that's that's when I really started to get into shooting and um, training and going out to the range. I, I had a good job so I could support my my habit. Your, your addiction. Oh yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's a... once you start to shoot and um, collect more guns and get your hands on it it's 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 very addicting yeah definitely see i I had a obviously like i said i didn't serve in the military i had interest in it but didn't see it through but i had a a very a different um introduction i guess you could say to to shooting and whatnot i started out with um uh shotguns you know uh my now ex-wife at the time uh her younger brother was you know into hunting things like that they had an old farmhouse out in berlin heights ohio and, you know, I just met up with them one afternoon and we were shooting, you know, skeet, you know, just throwing the clay pigeons out. And that's how I got introduced to shooting. The first firearm I ever shot was just a a single barrel, you know, breech break, no pump action, 12 gauge shotgun. Oh, yeah. And that it was a, a very exhilarating introduction to uh, the things that go bang. Oh, yeah, and definitely. T- I, I was basically hooked after that, man, like. Breaking that breach and watching that spent shell just fly out and yeah, put the, another one in, throw another pigeon. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> yeah, that break barrel shotgun, man. You just break it and you just take this. Oh my god, it's yeah. Those those are definitely fun. I see why you got hooked with that. Yeah, I got hooked with that, and then from there I got a pump action twenty gauge. 
And then um, that was basically all I shot for a long time. And uh, from there, um, my old house was out in the country, outside city limits, so I could shoot whenever I wanted to. And uh, an old buddy of mine, uh, who was a lot like you, just has a freaking armory in his in his oh, freaking house. I don't, I don't got that much, guys. Oh, he, well, he he had a lot of fun stuff, man. He brought yeah. out um, he brought out a, he brought an AR fifteen. He uh, bought bought he brought a um, little twenty two pistol, something just fun to shoot. Um, forty four caliber wheel gun, mm. fucking hand cannon, man. Mm-hmm. hair trigger. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 44, 44, uh, 44 wheel gun. He brought a lever action rifle. I think it was in 45 caliber. Okay. I don't think it was a Henry. Another friend of mine has a Henry. I, I want a freaking Henry. They're nice. Yeah. Marlins and Henry's are nice. Yeah. And he brought a fucking 50 cal desert Eagle. Ooh. Yeah. And yeah, we just fucking, we went to town, man. We spent the better part of an entire afternoon. Like that's, I think that's what really kind of like, set it in for me like that that that's what got like um what's the word i'm looking for it's what piqued your interest man so it's, it's what piqued my interest is like that's what the bug that's that's that's, that's yeah. when i got it man i shot that freaking that desert eagle oh my god like i'm i'm a that's, somewhat yeah. bigger stature that's guy a, that's a risk breaker man yeah and i i'm gripping it as hard as i can both hands uh, and the fucking thing kicked like a mule, dude. It, it was kicking so hard that the spent casings were flying back. It hit me in the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> but funny story. Um, luckily, nothing ever happened, and we're gonna we're gonna touch on gun safety. But it was myself, the guy that has a freaking armory, and, and another um, old high school buddy of mine. And uh, he loaded up the the forty four wheel gun, and that thing had a hair trigger, dude. Like you breathed on it too heavy, and it, it it's gonna go off. Well, he picked the damn thing up, and you know he was he was practicing good gun safety. He was raising it up towards the sky, so it's not towards anything you want to you know die. And halfway up, the fucking thing went off, dude. Jesus! But luckily. My old house, the way it was situated, like just nothing but farmland for for as far as the eye could see. <laughs> but that made me very nervous and really drove home like how how serious like you have to take this. Like you have to be extremely cautious and always treat a gun like it's loaded. In this case, it was. And he just he was inexperienced, extremely inexperienced. Yep. And just didn't practice good trigger finger control. Yep. He, he did, and single action hair trigger. I guess he just, when he, when he went to raise it up, he just kind of brushed the trigger a little bit as he was raising it and it fucking went off, man. Yeah, man. That's, <clears throat> yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty scary. Um, that's the thing they teach us a lot is gun, gun safety. Like you said, every gun you handle is loaded. Um, but yeah, that that single action, his hammer would have hammer would have been back when he lifted it up. But yeah, yeah, uh, I don't like sh- pointing the guns up in the sky. 
Um, I like more towards down, yeah, down, no, down to the ground. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I call it the low ready because if it does go off, it goes right into the ground. Or it goes off in the sky. You know, they, eventually what goes up has, to, has come to come down. down. Yeah, yeah. I think with that particular situation, it was like, I don't know if he was going for up high or, you know, low ready. Yeah. It was just as he was just picking the gun up off the ground. Like, yeah. he, he just, I, that's why he never, it was, it was a freak accident. Never and thankfully, put, yeah. thankfully nothing happened, but it could have been a far, far worse situation. Yeah. You never, never put your finger in the trigger well. Unless you're gonna shoot it, yeah. Unless you, unless you have out. eyes on target, you you should not have your finger yeah. anywhere near that trigger. And it, it just that yeah. came with an experience. He yep. was, yeah. He picked it up and he picked it up. And his finger right in the trigger, yep. And he pulled it up and it went off. And I mean, and at that time, I didn't have a whole lot of experience either. Like prior to that, I basically only shot shotguns. But he just didn't have the the education, so. Thankfully, nothing happened, but it could have been. Yeah, I got been a lot worse. I got a similar story, like like that. My buddy, um, my buddy John, uh, we go to his house, and she is twenty two, and we would shoot out there. He lived out in uh, you know, um, North Fairfield area, big farmland. Right. And uh, he was home by himself one day, shooting his twenty two, and he he shot a lot. He shot a lot, but he had a gun jam. And uh, he tried it. He tried to unjam it. Was it a stovepipe? Or? It was just a twenty. This is a twenty-two okay. uh, bolt action. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so he tried to unjam it, and um, he set it on his, like he set it almost on his leg. Ooh, ooh. And somehow he went to unjam it, and of course the barrel's at his leg. I, I see where this is going. And it went off, and it went it went through his leg. Ooh. Yeah, and he like no one was home at the time either, so I so I, you gotta definitely be careful if you're. Yeah, and that's that's scary, yeah. man. Like people yeah, think, had, oh, you got <laughs> shot in the leg, no big deal. You have major yeah. arteries yeah, that had, run through yeah. your legs. You had to get life flighted, and yeah, it was it was it was insane. Jesus. But yeah, so just don't ever point the barrel, the muzzle, at anything you don't want to shoot at. Yeah, and then that was in, he we were young in high school, and right? It was just inexperience that happens. Just, what happens we have ignorant um gun owners ignorant in the sense that they just don't know what they're doing yeah they're like this whole um covid thing i was that thin feather and fur Mm -hmm. and this guy was buying a shotgun i could tell he's never owned a any kind of rifle at all but he knew he had to get a shotgun and it was a, a a um a fear buy, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like, he was on the phone with someone in the the ammo section, and he was like, "What's better, <laughs> slugs, birdshot, or buck?" And I'm just like, I just at this point that I realize is there's a lot of people who are just buying guns right now mm-hmm. who really should get some safety training or some right. gun training before yeah. you go out because this dude is gonna get. You know, he's going to get like a slug or a buckshot or a birdshot. He's going to go home. He's going to load that thing <laughs> and he's going to rack around in there and not know how to get it out or he pull the trigger back. He's going to, that's how gun accidents happen. So that, yeah. that person, it's an ignorant gun owners who yeah. just impulsive buy because that's the thing to do right now. Yeah, everybody's scared older. They're, 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 they're going to take our guns away or, you know, the, 
you know, it's going to be Armageddon, you know, anarchy. I need to arm myself and I have zero experience, but I'm going to go out and buy this death machine. And blah, blah, blah. yeah, that definitely happened a lot over the past year with COVID. That's uh, yeah, zombies, man. They're, they're expecting the zombies. That's what it is. But yeah, so if you like, I always tell people, if you want to get into guns, no, do some research. Find someone. Can you probably know someone who likes guns? Someone with or, experience, or take or, a class, yeah, a CCW class, uh, yeah, CCW, something. Find some way to get some safety training before just buying it. Yeah, outright. Or if you're gonna buy it outright, like just put it aside yeah. in a gun safe or something until you get that training. Exactly. So you don't kill yourself or harm seriously harm someone else. Out of just a, a pure freaking inexperienced accident, because that that does happen. Yeah, because I don't I don't know any gun owners or people who you know, like to shoot that wouldn't give you any advice or yeah. take the time out of the day to show you some things about the firearm you're buying. To yeah. Tell you how to be safe. So just just ask around. There's I mean it's yeah. it's a fun hobby, but you just gotta be safe about it. Yeah, just, you gotta be smart about it and don't like. Don't have, you know, don't let your pride or your ego, like, get yourself hurt or someone else hurt. Like, me, for example, like, I have I have experience shooting pistols and shotguns, and that's really about it. You helped me make my first AR purchase, and I haven't touched it until you and I go to the range. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've shot an AR once previously, but I have no delusions of thinking that I am experienced enough to really just go gung-ho with it without having someone that has the wherewithal and foresight and experience to make sure I don't mess up and do something stupid. I have a, a vague knowledge of the platform and how it functions, but not enough to be extremely confident and be like, oh, yeah, I got this. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I can... I can shoot a five five six to a two two three barrel. I can do that, or yeah. or a three hundred blackout through a five five six barrel because they, yeah. you can use the magazine for both of them. Right. But, but yeah, I mean, even taking apart a weapon yeah. or a field, firearm, field strip clean. I mean that know. that you do some research on that because if you don't put it back together right, exactly, it won't fire something could happen. It could break nothing like breaking your own gun that you just bought. Right. Exactly. Or not putting it together. And it doesn't work, and you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, like uh, you know, spoiler alert: the, the first time I need to clean my my AR, yeah. I'm gonna. Hey, Luke, I'm coming over. You're gonna <laughs> help me break down this AR so I don't put it back together and fuck something up. Listen, that that, that happens all the time, right? Yeah. That does every, yeah, I got a couple of buddies who, I know they they recently got into shooting, and I take the time out, show them, take them out, show them how to do it safely, yeah. know, zero their rifle, show mm -hmm. them how to do it so they can do it by themselves, show them how to take it apart, because you gotta, after you shoot it, it gets gunky, and if you don't yeah. clean it, after, you know, like, a couple hundred rounds, or even, you know, 50, 100 rounds, the carbon will build up, and that will affect how your um, rifle or any firearm will shoot. So, but taking it apart is tricky, but you gotta put it back together. Right. Like, and there's a certain process you have mm -hmm, to do it and certain mm -hmm. things to clean and every and every platform's different like oh yeah breaking down a pistol isn't going to be the same thing as breaking down an ar yeah and it's different like for pistols it's yeah different. It, even different pistols have different like uh, a breakdown for like say uh, a glock or uh, a yeah. smith and wesson is going to be different than your breakdown from a 45 a, a 1911 oh yeah completely different i'm extremely comfortable with breaking down various different pistols and whatnot and you know Basically, there's not really a whole lot of breakdown with the shotgun. It's a 
apart from yeah. taking the barrel out. I'm comfortable with all that. And I, I know the methodology and the steps you're supposed to take for an AR, but I don't have the experience doing it. So my first yeah. one or two times doing it, I want someone there with me that has that experience. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, exactly. And because you don't know, I mean, you can always look it up, but it's nice to have someone show you how to do it and exactly. doing it the right way. And it, yeah. all AR platforms are pretty much the same, mm-hmm. breaking it down. There's some extra bells and whistles. I mean, when we got our M16s at basic, we didn't even shoot them for like four weeks. We were we had to train with them, uh, show um, a muzzle uh, awareness, muzzle discipline, and they gave us uh, even uh, they even give us any blank rounds or nothing. And all we did was train how to like have them with us and how to take them apart and clean them. And put them back together for like straight three to four weeks before we even got around. Yeah, it's insane. That's it's smart though. That, that's that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah, and still people still still fuck up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got these uh, negligent discharges because after we did train and shoot, we get blank rounds. And part mm-hmm. of the basic, we have blank rounds in a magazine that we have loaded. Mm-hmm. So there's different colors. Uh, mean different loading like green that means uh um wow wow it's been a while i think green means no magazine okay yellow means magazine in the rifle then red means ma- uh around actually in a chamber okay but actually yellow might be around in a chamber and red be on um not safe See what I'm saying? So yeah, I, right. I might have that wrong. Green might be magazine in the chain uh, in the magazine well. Yellow might be around in the chamber. And red is your selector switch off a of safe onto fire. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, but we had blank rounds <clears throat> in there. And every time we go to chow uh, or eat our dinner at the defect dining facility, uh, <laughs> there's these clearing barrels. We had to each go up to the barrel, have a buddy with you. You take your drop your magazine. Pull the bolt back with a charging handle, and a round will pop out if we were um, had a round in the chamber. Mm-hmm. We've both visually inspect it, say, right. okay, you're, you're clear, you're clear. The biggest problem, people still had negligent discharges where after you're clear, you pull the trigger into the, um, the um, barrel. In case something was in there, it would go into the barrel, but we were using blank rounds. But you still get negligent discharges that would pop off because... Number one reason I think why people have you know desk pop offs if we're talking desk pops um, negligent discharges is because they don't drop the magazine first. Okay. So they will use a charging handle, pull the bolt back, or even in a pistol, pull the slide back in right. the pistol. They didn't take the magazine out. But so when, you, when you, you pull the slide back, the round is ejecting, but another round is getting, is chambered, getting in. chambered in once you release it. Mm-hmm. Then they think it's clear. Right. And then they pull the trigger, and that's when it goes boom. And you're like, oh, damn. Oops. What happened? Yeah. So remember, folks. Drop always, your mag. Always drop the magazine first. Okay. And while we're talking about magazines, I just I have to, just a small little pet peeve of mine. Um, clips. 
Yeah, yes. You already know where I'm going. I know where you're going. You already know where I'm going. Clips are for hairs, boys and girls. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Like, I I do music on the side for those who don't know, and I do I do rap music, and in that particular genre in general, they 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 seem to get it mixed up a little bit. Listen to any kind of rap song that references guns in any shape or form and they're going to say oh i emptied the clip or i reloaded the clip or i dumped the clip it's a magazine it is not a clip now in their defense i will say clip does roll off the tongue oh, yeah, rather you, nice you can definitely rhyme better with clip than magazine or you shorten it to mag but that yes that that is a definite pet peeve of mine now there there are clips but they are for weapons like a you, know, you can get a clip of um, like revolver rounds like it's in a, it's in a clip and you just dump it into the wheel or weapons like the M1 Grand, which I wish I fucking had. I want an M1 Grand so bad. But oh, yeah, they are in a clip and you drop it down into, you know, the um, what do you call it? Not, not the breach, the. uh not the not the chamber. What, what, what would it be on a, on a on a rifle like that, where you where you're, you're dropping that clip into the what's what's the proper terminology for that? I don't know. The the the, the breach. The, 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 yeah, that that's that's a little far past my but yeah, but that is a clip. But that is not what most people in the the hip hop rap world are referencing when they say, "Oh, I dumped a clip" or "I dropped." You know. So yes. Yeah. Magazine. It's a magazine. It's a magazine. It's a magazine. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, anyone in the military will tell you it's a magazine because if you say clip to anybody <laughs> or drill sergeant, you're, you're getting smoked. You're doing you're doing some physical exercise. <laughs> and, they always, and they always say the clips, you know, it's for hair. It's a yeah. magazine. Or to, to uh, you know, preserve your potato chips. And also, it's it's, yeah, it's also, you know, where whenever you can grow up or where. Where you're around, people right. use that you know, language. Lingo, I mean, lingo. It's a, like we say, what we we say in Ohio? Oops. Oh, ope, 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 ope. I I actually touched base <laughs> on this on a previous podcast, <laughs> yeah. but like, yeah. it is just a a universal just. Oh, excuse me. Oh, oh, oh. Like it, it's yeah. just a universal term in the Midwest that or pop. Can, you say pop. I well, here's the thing. I say soda. You say soda. I say pop. Yeah, pop is a it is a northern Midwest thing, but I've always said soda. I mean, I was born in Texas, which is southern, and I don't even know if they say soda. I think they say Coke because it's hmm. it's a little bit close. Georgia, Georgia, and states around Georgia, everything is Coke. Everything's Coke. Oh yeah, because yeah. Coke is in uh, in Georgia is where it was founded. It doesn't matter if it's a, a Sprite, a Dr Pepper, a Pepsi. It's all Coke. And I want to say it was it was when we were in North Carolina, my um, old brother-in-law, who was in the Marines, he was uh, stationed in Camp Lejeune, Jacksonville, North Carolina. And, I mean, that's kind of close to Georgia, but not, not really. I mean, it's in the general vicinity, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. But down there... Um, he came home for a little bit and he had to go back back to the, the camp or whatever and 
myself, my sister, drove him back down to North Carolina, and we stayed there for a few days or whatever. And every restaurant we went to, whether it was fast food or a sit-down, whatever, it's, what kind of Coke do you want? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on a Coke. Well... What kind of Coke do you, do you want? Do you, you want, want Pepsi Coke? Do you yeah. want like, that's literally how yeah. they yeah. how they yeah. phrase it? Do you yeah. want a Pepsi Coke? Do you want Dr Pepper Coke? Like, all right, like being from you know the northern Midwest, like it was just a total like just like, fuck going on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I want a Pepsi a Coke. What kind of Coke do you want? Yeah, I want Pepsi Coke. No, I want. I just want a Pepsi. And that, that that's exactly yeah. how it, this this it's weird, man. But I don't know. I just I don't like the word pop. I just I like saying soda. Yeah, yeah. I mix it up. I say pop. I say soda. I mix them together. I make soda pop. Right. How wild do you think it is? That I, I know it's a weird segue going from talking about guns to talking about soda, but the fact that cocaine was the original like main ingredient in Coca-Cola. How wild is that? That, that explains uh, why our grandfathers and uh, great-grandfathers could... Walk to school <laughs> in the snow for five miles and barefooted because <laughs> you know they they drink a can of Coke, right. which had cocaine. Yeah, that's why it just shows, um, you know, what science and technology and what actually um, research will find out different aspects of um, drugs will, will do. They had no idea, right? And like, cocaine you, was so bad, right? And like back then, like, like it wasn't. It wasn't marketed as like you know just a refreshing drink. It was it was a, a medical elixir kind of thing. You know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. I, I guess if you uh, I don't know from experience, take cocaine, that you'll probably feel pretty good and all your aches and pains <laughs> and whatever is bothering you. You're gonna feel yeah, good. I'm healed. Yeah, take this. This heals everything. You're gonna feel good for a little bit. Yeah, and three hours, loads of energy. Yeah, three hours later they can't find you because you're running naked in the field somewhere. Yeah. Any anywho, that was a. Very weird left turn segue, but yeah, we we swerved on that one. So I don't even know what we were talking about before that. Just uh, just don't do drugs and shoot guns. Yeah, that would be a terrible combination. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, I want I, I did want to circle back a little bit to the whole safety side of it because, um, one thing I think that might get over well, I know it gets overlooked because I I know from other people's personal experiences. Hearing, oh, hearing loss. We we both know someone who, huh? <laughs> what is basically deaf? He has a hearing aid. What? And both is it both ears? Or nah, just, I think just one. Just, but he also has military experience. I think he was in the navy. Oh yeah, he was. In, he's definitely in the navy. But he shot. I don't. I don't know if it was while he was doing service, but he is also another gun enthusiast to the extreme and. I think he, you know, admittedly has shot many rounds without hearing protection, and he is now basically death as shit. Not only him, but also my my sister's ex-husband. Him, and I guess quite a few of his fellow um, Marines on the range didn't wear ear protection. And he's deaf as fucking shit, too. Like, you... you you will lose your hearing yeah. if you shoot, um, you know, high caliber ammunition over any kind of extended length of time. Like you're going to damage your hearing. Yeah, I was um, 
qualifying or just uh, training at uh, Camp Perry. And I, yeah, I don't know what happened. I just forgot to put my 3M earplugs in. Yeah, those horrible earplugs they supplied us with that you see on TV to get, you know, uh, they owe us millions of dollars. But I just forgot to put them in. And I took the first shot. And the first shot, I knew I fucked up. Right. It's like, you done fucked up. Mistakes were made. I was, my my, my ears were ringing. I was, I uh, got a little confused. And the pain was, it was just painful. But I, I didn't have them on me. Right. So I was like, oh my God, I got to finish this. So I, uh, you know, I took another shot. I'm like, Okay, this is really bad. I might be able to just you now do it, but it was it was it was it was to the point where it was so painful. I thought my head was gonna split in half. I just I just I had to stop. I'm like, yeah, I need I need some ear pro, which ear pro is ear protection. Just like eye pro is eye protection. But yeah, shooting with any firearm without ear protection is a very Bad idea. You will go uh, deaf real quick. Um, even it's even worse indoors. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the just the whole sound disbursement as far as enclosed areas, sound waves not having anywhere to escape. It reverberates. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I would argue you could probably get away with a twenty-two outdoors for sure. You could probably get away with a twenty-two without ear protection and not have yeah I, I, extreme. I would, I would, you know. Indoors, I would agree with that one. Indoors, I mean, you might be approaching that kind of danger level a little bit, depending on how confined the area is. But, um, yeah, definitely ear protection. And I I, I kind of wanted to ask, um, like, in combat situations, are you equipped with some kind of ear protection when, like, if you're actually in the shit and engaging, or are you just ass out of luck? Yeah, so like if I went on a mission, I have my ear pro, my ear protection, like was in my pocket, my pocket arm, side pocket, but they were never in my ears. Right. I always, I know that's crazy you bring that up because I always thought that, I'm like, why don't we put this, put these in if we're not expecting something bad to happen? If you know you're in a hostile ready. area but, kind of thing. I mean, Afghan, all of Afghanistan is hostile. But we don't we don't have them in because we have to hear each other. We have to communicate, you know, shoot, communicate. Um, so yeah, if something would have went down on one of these missions, I mean, we would all be deaf. But we're we're outside, but you know, for the most part. But it it would it would hurt. It would be like, all right, I'm just gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, I'm trained. I was you know trained to just ignore all physical pain, ignore. All, everything around just focus the task at hand, putting that guy down before he puts me down. Right. So, so yeah, yeah. It, it's um, for us average, you know, unit going overseas and doing uh, missions and doing our stuff. But I think the special forces guys, I don't know, they have these really. I've always seen sweet cans they have on little earmuffs they have. They're electric, which I use now. I use uh, battery powered. Ear Pro, which have microphones on it, so I can hear you. Right, you, you can I, communicate, yeah, yeah. but it also cancels out sound yeah, but, if you are having to fire. Yeah, your but weapon. yeah, we we didn't have anything like we had those earplugs, but 
if anything were to happen, I'm not going to go in my pocket. Right. But like, yeah. hey, guys, can you wait one second? Yeah, you're going to fucking... I got to put my ear pro in before I shoot back. But yeah, no, you're no, going to no. hit the dirt, find cover, yeah. return fire. Yeah, exactly. I would imagine, like, any kind of any kind of firefight, any kind of engagement that's going to last more than a matter of seconds, like, your sense of hearing is gone. Oh, I yeah. Ima- I mean, I just... um when I purchased my first pistol, it was a uh, 40 Smith & Wesson, 40 caliber, and um, bought it from Finn. This is before the uh, Finn location here locally opened up, so we drove to, I think it's Ashland. Ashland, yeah, yeah. Uh, dead of winter. I think I bought it on like a President's Day sale kind of thing. Drove back home. This is still back when I lived out in the country. I could shoot my guns whenever I wanted to. I just, I was itching, man. I had to try it out. I was like, how's this gun shoot? You got to shoot it, man. Literally pulled in the driveway, loaded a few rounds in the mag, popped it in, racked it, went to my backyard. First shot, pop. Second shot, pop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you do this perfect sound. That's what, exactly what it sounds like. The, the, like the, the ringing. The, the first round was a little painful but tolerable as soon as i pulled that trigger the second time my sense of hearing was temporarily gone yeah, and you, i was out in a big open field yeah you can't and that's that's a 40 caliber yeah you can't hear shit after that yeah 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 when i said when i didn't have those ear pro at the range i had to, got to the third one i'm like i i can't do it i like this is just too too freaking painful it's, it's yeah. insane yeah that's wild man so yeah definitely protect your ears Oh, yeah. Or yeah. you'll go deaf. You will definitely go deaf. You're just going out there and shoot without uh, ear protection. I mean, only it only takes you one or two pulls of trigger to realize, damn, I need to put something in my ears because this motherfucker is pretty loud. Yeah. Unless you're shooting something extremely small like a 22 outdoors, you'll probably be okay. I am not a professional, but... I think you'll I, probably be okay. I, I, I would, I would still, still will wear something on my ears for that. I'm just saying, if if you had nothing, uh, self defense kind of situation, and all you got on you is a 22, and we're gonna get into this conversation oh, oh later God. as far as uh, last stand, as far as self defense and home defense and cartridges you should use and whatnot, we're we're gonna we're gonna mm. we're gonna journey down that rabbit hole, but. That kind of situation, I would say you'd you'd probably be okay. Yeah, <clears throat> just uh, gotta try try and find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think I think your dog's sad right now. What are you whining about, Taco? He he misses me. Your dog, your dog, loves me, man. He he might need to go outside. Oh. We'll, we'll we'll put the podcast on hold for for a brief intermission so my dog does not. Uh, so Taco doesn't take a big old shit on the floor. Yes. So we're gonna pause this and uh, we'll your Ovaltine kids. <laughs> Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. A crummy commercial. Son of a bitch. I love that movie. That is that is the greatest Christmas movie ever. Uh, close second would be Die Hard. Well, oh, I'm, die, not, I'm die, not going down that road. Is Die, die Hard a Christmas movie movie or not? There's two type of people in this world that say Die Hard is a Christmas movie. movie. And the ones that are wrong. Yeah. And the ones that are wrong. 
I agree with you. That's a Christmas movie. I mean, one could argue it's just a movie that takes place during Christmas, but that that's that's every movie, every Christmas movie takes place during Christmas. That 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 is a valid rebuttal. That is a valid rebuttal. I, I like that. I like that. So yeah, it's a it's a Christmas movie. They're having a Christmas party and things go bad. Yeah. And he does not have hearing protection the entire <laughs> time. Which is ridiculous. I love watching movies and just critiquing yeah. what's going on, how they're shooting. That's not my I always be or like, or how they have endless magazines, yeah. like they always just have like a sixty round drum they in their gun. They never have a magazine swap. They just keep shooting. And it's like this is so unrealistic <laughs> to say. Actually, I just watched um a movie that was like pretty accurate. They did a really good job. It was uh, I think uh, thirteen hours on Benghazi. That was a really good movie. It showed a lot of showcase a lot of um um good techniques and actually changing magazines right. and stuff like that. That's cool. So before our brief commercial break, we were talking about hearing loss. I think we covered that pretty good. So just have have some hearing protection. If you're going to get into this hobby in any way, shape, or form, like protect your ears. Yeah, man. I think segueing into that, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll jump off the hearing protection thing because I, I think it... It goes hand in hand with the next topic I want to touch, which is home protection. We're gonna we're gonna kind of get into that a little bit. As far as you know, um, I guess we can start it off with what like what do you think is the um, optimal platform for home protection? That is the question of the ages. What is the best platform to use for home defense? There's going to be your shotgun guys. They're going to be your pistol guys. They're going to be your rifle guys and you know, machete guys or slingshot guys. But I, I feel personally it is up to you to decide what you're most comfortable with right. and what you've trained most with and what you're best at shooting yeah. with. Yeah, there, I, yeah there, there's definitely not a clear-cut black-and-white answer to that question, but there is definitely um, platforms you should lean more towards and platforms you should lean less towards. Again, it, it, it is all very circumstantial, but... Yeah, it all, all depends on your environment, um, like in an like apartment complex or a condo. You got people literally next to you behind right. thin walls. Paper-thin walls. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it all depends on your situation. <laughs> you got to be situational awareness. But each platform has is you know ups and downs, pros and cons. So right. It's right. for you to decide and what you feel most comfortable with. Right. You personally, something goes bump in the night. What are you reaching for? I'm, I'm grabbing my Mark 18, baby. Yeah. Because yeah. I, 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 that's what I've now been trained on, uh, AR platform. Uh, I know that weapon inside and out. I know where that round is going. I know what that, um, that ammo can do. Now, is that a is that a full AR-15 or is that an AR-15 pistol? That's, uh, that's going to be a 10.3-inch barrel pistol. Because right. I like um, for small air, areas like a house... Um, I prefer that for home defense, uh, chambered in five five six. 
because it is easier to maneuver in and around your house, around corners, around walls. Because you know. it is smaller compared to a full size rifle, which you know, you're lugging that thing 20 inches around corners, and it's harder to um, maneuver with with that. Yeah, less less mobility. Exactly. Yeah, I think me personally, I'm gonna reach for either my uh, pistol that's chambered in uh, 40 Smith and Wesson. It's, it's it's a hand cannon. Yeah, it definitely the the stopping power is definitely there. I'm, I'm reaching for a pistol, or I'm reaching for a a, a short barreled, aka sawed off shotgun. <clears throat> oh yeah, and by the way, uh, sawed offs are legal, but you can. I have a shockwave. Which is Bas- uh, it's yeah. basically a sawed-off yeah, shotgun, ex- exactly. short barrel shotgun. Now, which uh, let me ask you a question. Okay. Which uh, which load are you using in that shotgun? You know, I um, if if you're breaking into my house, you've already decided that you want to die. Yeah, your your life is worth you know the the uh, the contents of my house. So I'm I'm loading buckshot in that in that okay, shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking you down. That that's the number one choice, I would say, of uh, home defense shotgun owners would use uh, double out buck. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I would I would say that the either one of those two, and also because that's that's what I'm most comfortable with. Mm-hmm, I, I exactly. have a, I have a lot of time on shotguns. I have a lot of time on pistols. I do recently bought the AR, but I have almost no experience with it as of you know the time of this recording. I'm not going to reach. For my nice shiny new AR, because I'm I'm not familiar with it, and in that kind of heightened adrenaline rushing situation, I want to grab something that I know I'm comfortable with. I know the ins and outs of it. I know, you know, I know how to clear a malfunction. Any any kind of thing that could go awry. So I'm, I'm reaching for my pistol, or I'm reaching for my shotgun, and. A shotgun with some buckshot in it, or a freaking forty Smith and Wesson, is has more than enough stopping power. And I mean, I guess with the forty, you would have to maybe worry about overpenetration a little bit, depending on if you're if you have a hollow points in it or not. I mean, I have a family of five. You know, I don't want my bullets to go anywhere. I don't want them to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's why you, you forty is a heavier round. Heavier than a nine, less than a forty-five. Right. But if you use hollow points, you're not going to get mm, over penetration. Right. Right. Plus, if you're shooting like we train, shoot center mass. Mm-hmm. You shoot them in the chest. There's a lot of organs. There's a lot of bone. There's a lot Cartilage, of a lot of, meat. A lot of stuff. So if you to shoot go them in the chest, you're likely to have less penetration. Where instead, I'm going to shoot you in the head. I mean, that's there's only a bone. And brain matter, and that's going to go all the way through. And most likely, right. will penetrate. The, and and the skull. you're you're more you're more likely to miss your target. Yeah, it's small. That's why Smaller. you always yeah it's small. You always shoot center mass, shoot in yeah. the chest. Yeah, and that's going to put someone down. Oh yeah, getting some metal slugs in your chest. Yeah, you're going to feel it, and you're going to think twice, even if you can think at all after you get hit once. And I would, I mean, I know this. This is going to ruffle many many feathers, yours included. Oh boy. But I think um, for for a home defense uh, situation, uh, and this is going to kind of harken back to what we already talked about with hearing loss, um, I'm going to go ahead and argue that a pistol chambered in 22 is a very optimal home defense 
choice for this reason. For this reason, I, I can already see the wheels turning. Let me finish my point. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Okay. Point number one. Most, um, you know, home defense, home protection, home invasion situations, they're not happening in the middle of the day. They're happening at night when you're sound asleep. You hear that bump, whether it's at your bedside, wherever, wherever you keep your, you know, your go-to weapon of choice, you're not going to be thinking, okay, let me grab this. Now let me grab my ear protection. Let me put this in. No, you're going to grab your weapon. You're going to rack it if it's not already chambered and you're going to go eliminate that threat. Now, if I do that with my 40 Smith and Wesson, ouch, or my shotgun, ouch, or your preferred AR platform, double ouch, After that first shot, maybe that second shot, your sense of hearing is gone. And you just lost a very viable sense that you need in that kind of situation. With a 22, chances are your your ears might ring a little bit, maybe, but you're still going to be able to hear that threat if, say, you pulled that shot because you're nervous or your adrenaline's going and the target's not down after your first initial shot. You can... I can unload an entire magazine of 22 and stay on target because there's no kickback at all. And there's no, I won't say no hearing loss, but minimal hearing loss. And yes, a 22 is a very, very weak round. And in the past has been known to have malfunctions and misfires, but that aspect of it isn't quite as prevalent as it used to be. And I'm sorry, but if I unload an entire magazine on point center mass, that target's going down. And furthermore, say I am not home. My wife or my older children are going to be much more comfortable after proper training, handling a small 22 caliber pistol over a shotgun or an AR or my heavy ass hand cannon 40 Smith and Wesson. That that's my pros of gravitating towards a twenty-two pistol being a very viable home defense weapon. Yeah, like I said, that that each person has their own different situation. For you, you have a family, you have a bunch of people living in your house. So I can see where a twenty-two would be good because everyone in your house would be able to shoot it somewhat effectively and comfortably because there's not a lot of kick to it. Right. And there's literally no overpenetration. Yeah. Even if you're, they were sleeping and they're in the rooms because something like that happens, you have to know where everyone is mm-hmm. at that time. You have your lanes of fire, lanes of um, where you're going to shoot down or where you're expecting. But they, in uh, pistol, I'm not sure even how many rounds are in a 22, but even in that aspect, I, I would agree with you for your situation. For my situation, I don't have anyone right, right. At, my, at my house, and I do on my bedside or my earmuffs, just in case for, <laughs> for that happens. Because if you shoot, like for me, I'm, I'm shooting a 5.56 five, for my home defense. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be loud, like super loud. It's going to hurt a lot. But I know um, I have lanes of fire in my house. I know... 
I hear something or an alarms go off. I, for me, I will have enough time to throw those cans on my head and engage um, the target. But yeah, for right. you, for you personally, you have a family, you have houses, and that's that's another aspect to look at what people in your house what they're capable of shooting. Right. Twenty two is pretty much anyone can shoot a twenty. A freaking with, six with, year old with proper with proper instruction, like. Not saying someone that has zero experience can just yeah yeah even even a twenty two I mean I would I would use twenty two magnums yeah yeah well yeah or like yeah. like a, a, a faster round but even if you shoot them in the head I mean they're a twenty two will from that distance it's, it's it, lethal it, it, it is lethal it is, it is lethal if you shoot them in the head, shoot them in the head from that distance you're talking about in house they're they're going down in some cases. It might actually even penetrate through the back of the skull. Yeah. Depends on, it all depends on the ammo type, people. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. like, for me, I like to shoot with 55 grain, uh, plinking. It's a, a lighter round, it goes faster. So that might have a chance of over-penetrating. Right. But if I'm shooting center mass, I, it, there's a chance it will it will most likely fragment. Right. And if it does leave the body... At some point, it should be slow enough where maybe some part of my house will stop it. So that's why I also have, <clears throat> like, uh, you can get 55 grain hollow points. Yeah. And hollow points like to break up on impact quicker than without a hollow points. Or you can get, like, a 77 grain 5.56, five, a heavier bullet, so it's going slower, slower. so you have less likely to uh, over, over penetrate. So, like, yeah, if, if it's, all, it's all circumstantial of where you're at. Like if you're in a co- apartment complex, I mean, yeah, 22 would be a great idea. Now, yeah. shotgun with a buckshot load yeah, that's, in an apartment complex, man. I mean, that's no you, bueno. Well, I hate, I hate how people say you don't even have to aim with a shotgun. You do. Listen, you, you have the the spread is not at like yeah yeah at 10 yards. A spread of a double out double out buck is about the size of your hand. Yeah, you, at 20 you yard at 20 yards, a spread of the double out buck is buck is about the size of a human torso. Yeah. So even if one of that penetrates, if you're, you know, if you miss the two of the BBs miss, it goes like you're in an apartment complex. They're going through that paper. They're going through it. I mean, you can hear the people breathing next yeah, to you. Yeah. So in that situation, yeah, yeah, like I said, every every situation is different. But yeah. Also, that's why I would like uh, Ohio to pass uh, uh there's a hearing law for silencers not to be a class three. Yeah. Because class threes take like for a silencer or um, um, a suppressor or whatever, a can, whatever you want to call it. It's all the same thing. But a suppressor would also minim- minimize the decibels right. of it. But people would be surprised that shooting with a can, with the suppressor, it's you it's still, still have to wear, wear hearing yeah. protection. But me taking two shots in the house with that on... Compared to without right, it, I'm right. I'm able to um, not be um, less not to be as fatigued as I would with shooting without a suppressor. Yeah, that that oh shit so, situation. Yeah, if you so, don't yeah, have time. Yeah, if to, you're rocking a you know you know AR pistol, a rifle inside the house, I you know I would get a silencer just for that reason. Right. But it, or a suppressor. But it's people like to um, try to get as quiet as possible. And that's that's good if you want to do it, but quiet is not always better. Um, a suppress, uh, silencer, suppressor, all also minimize the muzzle flash. Yeah, 
Okay. Yep. And also um, muzzle brakes at the end of the barrel also do a good job of reducing muzzle flash. There's nothing like shooting and all of a sudden you got a big freaking fireball coming out and now you're blinded. Yeah. He's yeah. definitely blinded, but you can your second follow up shot, I mean, you always want to pull the trigger where you know where your bullet's going. Right. And if, if you get that, it's it's it'd be just like if you just stared up in the sun for a second. And yeah. Like you're because so most likely it's gonna be, you know, at night. Yeah. Dark room. Yeah. That flash goes off. Like you're now if you're not wearing ear protection, your sense of hearing and sight is compromised. Yeah. So that's why a suppressor is nice. And um I wish they would uh, I think there was a bill they're trying to they were trying to pass. Uh, for home defense reasons it'd be amazing. Yeah. For that yeah, for that yeah. aspect, even though I have my you know, ear pro next to me. It's still going to take time to put on it. If anything less, happens, I'm not, step, if one... he's already in the room, I'm not grabbing those. Exactly. I'm just going to say, screw it. I'd rather be deaf, hard hearing than dead. <laughs> yeah. But that's... yeah, but it does minimize the fireball and the flash you get. So even if some of these even minimize up to 90%, where it also distorts the sound. So it might not, you might not be as low as you want it, but you're pretty much not visible to the naked eye. And IR, you probably still pop up in right. for infrared, but they're they won't know where you're shooting from. Right. And that's that's a that's a plus. Yeah, knowing that's... not knowing where the people are trying to get you and you're not they don't know where you're at and you're putting shots on them effectively, that's a good idea. I I would this could be a a a valid rebuttal to the whole um you know, using a suppressor for home defense. One could argue that it could be a con because uh, you kind of want your neighbors to hear what's going on. Oh, they, they, you, you, yeah. You know what I mean? They like, will. if you, you think it's it still well, had it, a loud yeah. enough rapport? Yeah, for, it's, it's for, the people, people, the misconception in Hollywood where all you hear is the, the, right. the, the, the bolt in yeah. the chamber moving. Yeah. That's not real life. Right. It might be real life if you have a 22. With a subsonic round and it's suppressed, then then yeah, then you would hear. I mean, I think twenty twos are all subsonic, anyways. But you would all you would hear is the bolt and the chamber going. I mean, yeah, going the slide is going right. But yeah, but with a five five six for my caliber, you will the neighbors will definitely hear what's going on, even with a suppressor on. Okay, it. Yeah, you would yeah. like even out on the range, you have a suppressor on it. If you don't have ear pro on, hearing protection on. You're still still going going to hurt, but then there there is like I said, go uh, chasing decibels get lowered. There is ones you can get lower decibels where <clears throat> yeah, you're shooting subsonic rounds, but I'm not shooting subsonic rounds out this um, um, suppressor for home defense. Right. So I'm probably gonna use that 77 grain or the 55 grain hollow point. Right, right. So I'm not. I'm going for less fireball, less flash. Uh, instead of the decibels, right? But still, it will lower the decibel where you still will fire effectively and be. I mean, you can probably get four to five shots off before that. That's really all you need before you start feeling fatigued and ears ringing. But it will still eventually happen. Right, right. Well, that's that's good to know. That, that is. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. It all it all depends on uh, the round, but it's it, it, your neighbors will. You, they will hear you. They're, they're going to know, I heard a ruckus. 
Yeah, yeah. So if you're shooting your 22 and you have a suppressor on it and you're using the subsonic rounds, your neighbors are not going to hear. Yeah, what's they're, going they're on. not going to hear. And honestly, I I probably in that situation I probably wouldn't. Put yeah, I a mean, suppressor on yeah, a I mean, that's a pistol a pistol round. You you probably wouldn't need it. For me, yeah, I'm going to need that. You're, you're, you're gonna need something. Yeah, I'm I'm going to need it because it's a shorter shorter barrel, and it's just it's it's been nice to have. But you got to go so so I mean jump through so many hoops and avenues to actually get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's worthwhile. So I think we could definitely both agree that as far as whatever you want to chamber it in, whatever platform you want to use, but the actual round itself, you want either a heavier grain or you want a hollow point. So you're not worried about over penetration, things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause you, yeah, yeah. You want um, hollow points. I mean, they're, they're, they will stop someone really quickly. But oh yeah. Break up. But yeah, we get you, over penetration. You don't want that because then, I mean, it'll go through the house easily. Oh, for sure. So if you and if the house you, next to and it, if, and you, the- if you're not accurate or if you're not trained well, and you hit him in the arm, there's not a lot of tissue there. It's right. going to go it's, right it's through. Go through. And it's a fast round. It's going to go through uh, five, five, six. I'm talking about five, five, six. Right. It's going to go through, and it's probably going to go through the house, my house, going through different house, and going out. That's why. I have different avenues in my house where I know where I want to engage anyone in my house. Right. Like, like on top of the stairs, I'm shooting down. So I know if it does overpenetrate, it's going to go in the basement, in the ground. Right. Or if I'm come home or um, someone's upstairs or someone's in the room, I you know I just go around and go down the stairs. Now I'm shooting up. So I know it's going to go up and where I'm shooting, there's, Nothing really. It was just a bunch of woods. If it ever ever comes down, so you gotta right. know where you're sh- where you're shooting. I'm shooting this side of the house. I know my neighbor's house is right there. If it over penetrates, I don't really want to engage in engage in that area. But I'm okay to engage in this area because if it does over penetrate, there is woods and there's a lot of stuff to stop it. If right. in case it does. Another thing too, uh, if you do have like if you choose a five five six and you're not using a hollow point or a heavier grain. And you do pull your shot, and you are only hitting someone, say, like in the arm or the shoulder or whatever. That fast of a round through and through, you're not going to put that target down. That target can still definitely engage you after taking that shot. I mean, would, I mean, would you agree with that? Or yes and no. It depends on where you hit him in the arm. If it hits bone, five five. That's why that's why the military likes the five five six. It will ricochet off the bones, and it will follow the bone. To where where it stops to your skeletal system, mm-hmm. but it. That's what, but that's why I use five five six because I'm the most accurate five five six. I can I that's the most accurate I can be with five five with my with my um my, my rifle, the five five six round. So like, I can pinpoint know where that round's going. So that's why I feel comfortable to use that because I know I'm not gonna miss. I'm not gonna miss. I'm not gonna hit the arm. I'm not gonna hit the head. I'm gonna hit the chest every time. Right. I've trained all the time for situations like this, so I know where that round's going. But for someone who doesn't, you know, that's why maybe they'll grab the shotgun. They're right. more versed in the shotgun mm-hmm. and using like a buckshot load, which you know, it. I wouldn't use a slug. A slug would have a chance of overpenetrating. Oh yeah, horde. Oh, oh yeah, like, like, oh, how yeah. would it go? But yeah, that has like or even like a bird shot. 
But I still, mean, a birdshot is still going to. I, I mean, it's going to ruin someone's day. Yeah, they're, just, they're, gonna, they're definitely going to think about it. You might not put them down, but they're going to be like, okay, I don't want to go up there, or okay, th- this freaking hurts. So that's why you like you maybe I don't know. You do a bird shot, then a buck shot, yeah, the next round, yeah. then a bird shot. Then you just finish off with buck, 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 buck. And they yeah, keep coming. Yeah. But the, the bird shot's the warning shot, and you follow up with the buck if they yeah. want to keep coming. Yeah, so that's that's why I use five five six is because I am that's what I feel more comfortable with. I'm that's I'm really good at shooting that. I'm really accurate at that. those distances. Like goes back to my fifty yard zero. Yeah. So I know at that at that zero, anyone in my house or in like like fifteen to twenty yards. Not even that's pretty long. I say like five to ten yards. I know where that round's going yeah. every time, yeah. and it's easier to aim for me, easier to shoot because it is a longer um, a weapon. So I have better sight picture. I have more control of it. I can shoot rounds off faster and accurate than I could on a pistol because the pistol's smaller. So you have less sight picture. We have less distance between the front sight and the rear sight post. So there's more movement, yeah. more things to go wrong. You have to be really well trained oh. to do that. That's why I, I go with the the five five six yeah, every time. Dude, pistols, but yeah, so they're hard just, to shoot. Uh, pistols are hard to shoot. I would say that. To, I would say to that, just don't miss. I yeah, if it's tough to, but you know, in a situation like situation like that, I mean, yeah, it's it's just it's tough. It, it it goes back to it really is there is no clear cut black and white answer because it it is very circumstantial based on your situation your surroundings how your household is structured how many people in your household exactly, yeah. but I mean I'm not going to reach for you know a 44 magnum wheel gun <laughs> hand cannon for uh. my my home there are definite like platforms and calibers that we can just say no. Don't use. Get your Barrett 50 cal out and do that. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> that'll, that'll get them. Yes, it will. And but yeah, yeah. I mean, you got people in your house you to be aware of who's in what room and all that. But yeah, it's all circumstantial. And what's and, best for you? And keep keep your firearms safe, especially in a situation like me where I have multiple people, multiple oh, yeah. people in my household. Yeah. Lot if. If they're not in use, lock them up and and make them safe, but also have them readily available, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, gun, definitely in gun safe. I like biometric gun safe where you have fingerprints to open up, uh, keypad open up, a really simple keypad. But yeah, definitely, that <clears throat> goes back to gun safety. You have people in your house, you know, like kids, family family members, your Kids bring friends over. Right. Yeah. You know, if it's out, you know, they're gonna they're gonna play with it. That's, that goes back to ignorant gun owners not yeah, knowing you, um, that kids are gonna be interested in it because that's all they see. They play video games, right, see on TV, right. and they're like, okay, let, let's play with this. And it's freaking loaded. And that's when accidents happen. I mean, just recently, I think like, some two or three year old shot their five year old sister or something. I think I remember something yeah, I read about I that. Read something about that. Yeah. I mean, but that's yeah. probably because his gun was probably under his bed. Not in a safe or something, and they knew where it was, and they and they, they were home. They were yeah. So yeah, gun safety also get a safe. If you're spending money on a gun or whatever, lock it up. Yeah, yeah, and it just lock it up. It, it can be loaded in the in the safe, but just yeah, keep it safe. Keep it safe, and like you know, if 
I mean, there has been cases where it has been happened where there's been like, you know, a home invasion, broad daylight rush. Like that has happened. But more often than not, it's going to be at night when you're asleep. So you can more than likely be 100% safe in your house with your guns locked up and safe throughout the day. And if you want to take your firearm of choice when you know you're calling it a night and you're going to sleep take it out of that safe put it at your bedside at the ready if you don't have little ones that are still coming in your room or something you know i woke up in the middle of the night if that's not a situation for you then then i would say yeah you would be perfectly fine doing something like that but then just keeping it safe and locked up throughout the daytime hours oh yeah exactly yeah that's a smart thing to do because man kids are curious man But you always uh, keep it loaded. Yeah. Nothing yeah. like uh, not having one in the chamber or or even the magazine in there when something goes down. Yeah. I, I would definitely say always have your mag in. I, I honestly, I see valid points on both sides of the argument as far as do you have a round chamber yeah. or do you not? I, I really do. I mean, I'm, I would say me personally, I... I'm still on the fence. The jury is still out. Like I, I see valid pros and cons to both sides of the spectrum. As far as do you keep one chambered or do you not? I mean, and I think again, it it comes down to your own circumstances, situational. I mean, that's a, that's a tough one, man. Like (laughs) that that, 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 that is tough for me. Of course, it's always around in there. Even when I conceal, there's a round because what's the point of not having a round in the chamber if you're concealing it going out and about? Because that two sides, I actually just saw a video where um the guy was getting robbed in his uh, gas station mm-hmm. and he didn't have a round in the chamber. And that second, second and a half where he pulled the slide back, that's all it took for the guy who was robbing him to put him down. Yeah. If he would have had a round in the chamber, he would just have to point and shoot. Yeah. But yeah, it is, I was. I always keep around in the chamber because it's just that slight second of pulling it back. But also, there's, there's, you could jam around yeah. while you're pulling it back. And now you you got a double feed. You're jamming. You're, yeah. you, don't, you have to work that malfunction out where there's a round in chamber already. You know that first round is ready to go no matter what. You don't have to worry about any kind of malfunctions. You could not rack it hard enough and be out of battery. Yeah, because because you're 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 nervous. You're you know you're excited. Your adrenaline's running. Yeah, you, know, you just you're you know not paying attention. You just slightly rack it and you just jam it. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That's a, that's a tough one because I I, I do. Like there, a, there's definitely valid points for keeping it chambered for what you just stated, but there's also, I mean, it goes back to being prepared and well trained. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's why, you know, practicing with all your firearms mm-hmm. is good. So you buy, people have all these firearms, they don't shoot them. They don't know how they work. So that's, that's why you train with a firearm so you know how it works and you feel comfortable with it. So you're, you're, you're good to go. That's why I keep, I'm comfortable with having a round in a chamber because I practice enough and I know what I'm doing. Yeah, you're well, you're well disciplined. Or maybe a lesser person who doesn't have as much training or much experience as guns, 
you might might be they don't feel they don't feel comfortable but if yeah. you feel comfortable doing that i yeah I, I would i would do that yeah i would agree like if if you have the experience and you have the training and you're uh you know a lot of range time you're comfortable with your weapon and if you don't have any kind of concerns of you know little ones going through yep. your you know your Whatever you, whatever vessel you choose to keep your concealed carry in, don't keep it in the sock drawer. Keep it in the safe. I mean, even like you know, like for example, like uh, say like your wife or your girlfriend, like I'll, I'll just keep it in my handbag or something. No, yeah. If if you have you know little ones, they might go through that handbag, and if you have one chambered, I mean, keep it safe. But I mean, if they're playing around with switches and this, that, and the other, they could very well. Flip it into fire, and rounds chambered. Something very bad could happen. Yeah, that that also. Um, you never want to leave your firearm unattended. Yeah. So I will never have my firearm. I would not never not know where each of my firearms are. Right, right. So if like it was in that handbag, I would I would know it's in the handbag and I'm away from my handbag, I'll make sure that it's not in there and I'm around it at all times. Right. If I have it out and I'm concealing it or if I'm taking it, if I'm going somewhere out in public, I want to come home and just put my handbag. That goes back to training too. Yeah. That yeah. goes back being aware and gun safety where your gun is at all times. Yeah. Where, where I was going with that, though, like what we talked about earlier, like there is the very real thing of people that panic by, oh, have yeah. no experience. Oh, yeah. You know, they see some guy in a YouTube video say, if you don't chamber your round, there's no fucking point. And they have no experience, no kind of, you know, no kind of training and don't have that foresight to say, okay, where's where's my weapon? And they leave it chambered. Like, Bad things can happen. That's why I, I see yeah I see both sides of the argument. That's why you go through training and um you do safety courses and that they'll you know you, they'll explain that to you. Yeah. Going off of you know we kind of transitioned over to concealed carry. What is your concealed carry choice? Like what's what's your go to? Mm, it's it's always ever changing. Right. I always find something I like um better. For me, it's um I like the nine mil uh, round. Um, I want something high capacity in my <clears throat> my my pistol magazine, and also something that I am good at shooting for myself. So I like the micro nine. I got smaller hands, mm -hmm. so I like I like to go with micro nine. Full sizes is too much, but of course, full sizes. For me, it's harder to conceal because I'm a smaller frame guy. So right. a micro nine is easier for me to conceal. Like you probably could get away with concealing a full size. Yeah, I was gonna say pistol. like that. That's also something that's that's very you know circumstantial depending on your situation. Like I've I've tried you know I've I've wanted to go the micro nine route. Like my wife has a real nice micro nine that I just got her for uh, Mother's Day, and yeah. I fucking love the trigger on it. It's so so smooth. But I would not choose that firearm for my concealed carry because I do have I got, I got fucking gorilla hands like they're they're huge. I cannot I I would not be able to put 
accurate rounds down with that weapon because my hands are just so big. I need to have a full-sized pistol for my concealed carry because I just I won't be accurate with a micro micro platform yeah yeah yeah. whatever you want to chamber it in but i just like um when i i don't i don't even have my ccw yet but when i do have one i'm probably my my 40 smith and wesson is probably going to be my concealed carry firearm because i just can't do a micro nine yeah yeah and you're used to the the 40 you've shot that plenty of times like i shot my um hellcat which uh, that's what i'm currently using right now Plenty of times, and that's what I'm most accurate and effectively shooting at this time for um, uh, my conceal. Of course, I threw, you know, there's a red dot on there, which helps a lot. That's yeah. a whole other discussion of red dots and not red dots on pistols. But I like them because it's easy target acquisition. But yeah, it's all about what you're comfortable with, you know, and how you conceal it and what you like, what you're best at shooting. Yeah. So yeah, that's, it's uh, like I say, you're a bigger guy. You can, you can conceal a bigger pistol compared right. to me which if i have your 40 on me it's gonna look like i have like, <laughs> it's gonna look like i have a freaking shotgun in my waist it's like yeah. what, what, what he has a tumor down there what's going on and you know, a nine mil or 40 are both would be a great round for you know a ccw everyday carry as far as like stopping power and i would i would say you're gonna want hollow points for that as well so you don't have to worry about over penetration yep. if you're in a a public area, you know, God forbid, you know, shit really hits the fan. Like that would be probably your go-to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even 45, I actually have a 45 you, you micro that, nine. You got that Kimber, don't yeah. you? Yeah. I see that's, that's 45. I got some. That's a sexy that, gun. That, 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 that shoots really good. It's, 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 and I go back and forth. I shoot that really well too. Um, but yeah, like, um, I like the nine platform because it does have more velocity, mm-hmm. so I can I can shoot farther out in a situation where like a forty and forty five heavier, slower, more stopping power, less right. less rounds in the magazine, but you do get um, you don't get as long as range, and the the bullet drop from a forty five and a forty. Is more noticeable than right. a nine because it's, it's faster. That's why I go. I think go I think nine. my I got I've got the uh, the Smith and Wesson MMP first generation, and I, I fucking hate the trigger on it. I'm probably going to go down a fin and like trade it in towards a uh, Gen 2.0. But anywho, um, I want to say it's got a 15 round mag, so one in the chamber. I mean, you got 16 rounds. That's that's <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's, that's that's good. Well, that's good. You're you're good. Uh, on that one, yeah. yeah. Like my Hellcat, I have, I have uh, that's 14 plus one rounds, and, and that's like almost as many rounds as a full size, um, full size pistol. Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you feel about uh, 10 millimeter? Ugh. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't mess with 10 millimeter. 10 millimeter is basically like, it's, it's the step cousin of the 40 Smith and Wesson. They're, they're, they're pretty close to the same round. The only only reason why I brought it up is because again, this has nothing to do with, um, home defense or, you know, concealed carry, but I, 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 I don't know if it was, uh, what was it? I was watching 
I think I fell down the YouTube rabbit hole and uh, somehow got on uh, 10 millimeter for bear defense, stopping a fucking grizzly with a 10 millimeter. And that just sounded absurd to me. But they, they're, they're saying, oh, yeah, if, if you put, you know, five or six rounds on target, you're going to stop a grizzly with a 10 millimeter. That, that, that's the perfect grizzly gun for your for your secondary weapon if you if you miss your you know your 30-06 rifle shot on a charging grizzly you can put it down if you just dump an entire magazine of 10 millimeter on a grizzly charging and that just sounded absurd to me yeah um i'll be honest with you i have no idea about <laughs> 10 millimeter i mean that's probably like uh hard to find i don't know ammo is pretty expensive right now so even like um Nine mil is expensive because that's what everyone shoots. Yeah. 10 mil yeah. might be expensive, might not, but it might be harder to get because there's not a lot out there because there's not a lot of people shooting 10 millimeter. So I don't know. I don't, that's, I'll have to look into that. I don't think I want to shoot a bear with a pistol caliber though. Well, I think they were, they were saying as far as like a secondary weapon, if your primary malfunction, like, if you're like in Alaska yeah. or and you're, you're you're on a hunt and you get charged by a grizzly or something and you, and you you miss your first bolt action shot and you don't have time to to reround like re rack pull your your sidearm you should have a ten millimeter because it's gonna put it down okay yeah or a rocket launcher I don't dude grizzly, I don't, I don't, grizzlies are scary I don't, dude I don't wanna, they, they are scary. I don't want to be anywhere near a grizzly bear they they have they're fast too. Like they, they can run like thirty miles. Like, an like hour. a thousand pound, over a thousand pounds, and they're quick. They're over a thousand pounds, they can run like thirty miles an hour, and like as far as like putting them down, they have like so much fat and muscle and everything else in between them and yeah, their vital it's organs. Really, really like, a tank. It's terrifying, and uh, I did not know this, but at the time I wasn't sure. Uh, wife and I went to Oregon uh, last last fall and we went on this big long hike went way longer than we were expecting it to be i recently you know researched that there are no brown bear there's no grizzlies in oregon but i didn't know that when we were there and we're doing this big long hike i mean it was freaking beautiful just awe-inspiring breathtaking you know the whole the whole thing you know insert whatever adjective you want it was the shit but the hike went a lot longer than we expected. And when we were making our way back to the trailhead, like it was getting dark. Like it, like, we were losing daylight. The forest went completely quiet. And like my wife's freaking out. Like we need to hurry up and go. I was like, oh no, it's, it's going to be fine. We're, we're all right. We know where we're at. But in my head, I'm thinking, oh my God, we're going to get mauled by a grizzly bear. Like I'm there's, freaking out in my head. Bears out here, man. Like we're going to die. We're going to get mauled. But there are no grizzlies. In Oregon, I mean, I mean, brown bears are nothing to laugh at either. But I was keeping my composure. I was, you know, doing my role yeah. as like the man, and like everything's fine. But in my head, I was freaking out. You, you were pooping your pants, man. A little bit, a little bit. Or your brown pants. <laughs> any, dude, listen. Any bear is terrified. I don't, I don't care. Even a panda bear will fuck you up, man. <laughs> All right, I'm telling you, <laughs> bears are terrifying. I don't understand why anyone would want to shoot one for trophy reasons. Cause you say you shot a bear. I, I've never had bear meat. I wonder if it's any good. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would, uh, Joe Rogan would probably be all about it. Uh, he's like, no, fuck bear meat. Let's get some elk. 
<laughs> some caribou. I'm high. I'm all I'm all elk, baby. <laughs> so good. But yeah, it, it was just it was just interesting to me. Like I have a real bad habit of just like end of the day winding down, and I'll hop on the computer and I'll click on some kind of YouTube video, and then like this suggested video pops up, and then that suggested video pops up. I just fall down that rabbit hole, and before I know it, I'm learning how to fucking I don't know make some MacGyver dude, shit. Like, dude, YouTube is great. I mean, you literally can find out how to do anything. Oh yeah, d- d- on YouTube. Yeah, the school of YouTube. I've learned so much stuff through if you YouTube. Want to build a deck in your house? Go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. It'll show you exactly what you need and how to do it. Yeah, it's YouTube is freaking great. But I mean, you you can fall down that rabbit hole, and the next thing you know, you're just like, oh my god, I've been here for hours, and I should have went to sleep like two hours ago, and tomorrow at work is gonna suck. I'm yeah, gonna be I, really I, tired, and I, I do that on Reddit. Reddit. I yeah. see. I, I never. I never. I never really got into Reddit. Listen. Never did it. If you do, there's no turning back. <laughs> you'll, you'll go down a rabbit holes after rabbit holes. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Guns, dude. Like they can be fun. They can be dangerous. You just gotta be. It's like anything. Anything can be fun and dangerous. Riding a motorcycle. That's fun. And that's dangerous too. Yeah, you can be very yeah. stupid and you can get yourself killed or I someone else killed. I choose to wear a helmet when I ride my motorcycle. Right. Because I don't trust other people and sometimes, you know, shit happens out of my control. Yeah. The bike always have one more trick than you know. So I keep the helmet on so I'm not brain damaged. I, right. can, you know, I can walk away with scraped legs and arms, broken legs and yeah. arms. But yeah, just like being safety. Anything you do passionately there's always risk and reward yeah, yeah. for it it's not just guns are bad guns that kill you driving a car can kill you getting a fast car or going to drag strip or drag racing on route two right with your buddies i mean you bad things can happen getting a crash not wearing a seat belt yeah it's yep. just this there's different things i mean whatever you do you just gotta be know what what safe's about it and what's not safe about it yep Got to have your wits about you, for sure. Especially with something that can be as deadly as having a firearm. Like, it's not something you yeah, just yeah, take yeah. lightly, I'll, you know? Yeah, take extra precaution with, you know, firearms and gun safety. Yeah. Because it is really easy to pull that trigger. Yeah. My, really. My you friend, can even drop the gun and it uh, may uh, go uh, off. Yeah, it, it could go off, yeah. yeah. If you're not properly maintained. Yeah. Um... I think we hit some good points, but um, I do want to touch on it briefly. It's a very, very, very touchy, you know, subject in general. But the the, the political side of it, man, the gun control. I mean, just uttering that word around certain people can like just <laughs> yeah cause control. a shit show. But you know, is there too much of it? Not enough of it? Is what we have now? properly enforced or uh regulated like what are your thoughts briefly because i know like that can of worms would be yeah. like another five hours i mean with everything i think you can always get better at some or improve something the gun control um i just don't like that term gun control yeah like, like i said like, yeah. um i would say I don't think we have a 
gun problem in the United States because everyone, you know, we like guns. We like to shoot it for sport. I'd say we more have more of a mental health issue. Yeah, yeah. And we need to get these mental health people not by guns. I mean, there's yeah. got to be a way where, I mean, I can see where they can screen somehow. Someone's trying to buy a gun. Um, I would even be okay with like taking longer to get a gun. I want to buy like have like a week waiting period. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I don't see a problem with that by doing a more efficient like background check, a mental health background check. Yeah, yeah. If they ever been in any kind of mental institution, criminal any, record, any, any criminal yeah. record, but. Yeah, mental institution. Anything they did, like, um, like, uh, maybe they they said they wanted to harm someone, to harm themselves. I think we that that's a bigger issue than gun control. Yeah, I think that's where it gets misconstrued too. Like, I think people say gun control, and they're really meaning like what you just hit on, like certain regulations to prevent people that should not have a firearm to have one, whether it be mental issues or, uh, you know, a history of violent crime or a history of, you know, armed robbery, things of that nature. Or, um, if you're openly in a hate group, if you're a neo-Nazi, if like, you know, like those people probably should have a harder time purchasing a firearm. I think most people should probably agree with that. But the problem is, is there, and I, I, I'm not far left. I'm not far right. As far as you go politically, I always say, we were talking about this in the gym the other day. Like my, my, my political stance is I want my gay friends to be able to get married and protect their marijuana plants with guns. That's my political stance. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I just want, I want what's best for everybody. I want everyone to have the rights and do what they want now safely and happily within the law. I just want, yeah, I want everyone to do be able to do what they want and be happy without, you know, the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, but if you have, you know, severe mental health issues and you're not getting the the proper uh, help you need and you have tendencies uh, towards violence or just not really being able to control your actions or if you're a bigot that's in a some kind of hate group, whether whatever, you know, insert whatever group you want to insert. But if you have a tendency towards violence or, you know, you've knocked over a few liquor stores with a firearm in the past, like you should probably not be able to get a firearm or at least have some kind of vetting of some sorts to where you can't just go to your local Walmart or your local, you know, out, you know, outdoor store and say, I want that one and get it the very same day. Yeah, exactly. Also, another talking about those criminals. They're gonna they're gonna get their guns no matter what. They're that, gonna yeah, steal them. They're gonna get them on the streets. They're gonna have a buddy buy them for them. Right. They're gonna get them no matter what. But, but to buy it legally from the store. Right. Yeah. It, it be it could be better process to do uh, a better better background check for you know, mental issues. Yes. Even like I mean, there, there's a lot of Issues you can hit on of how to make it better. I don't know. I'm not that smart of a man when it comes to, you know, how to make things better. But they're they're even having like before you even buy any kind of gun, 
show a proof of you took a safety class yeah or you took yeah. some kind of training class or maybe include it with the purchase of a gun at the store like hey you know buy this from us okay we're going to teach you everything you need to know about firearms safely and how to shoot it before we even sell you this but we'll sell it to you if you pass all our background check we're going to show you how to do this yeah but i mean i think you run into the issue is you do get and again, not to sound biased, but you get people that are extremely far right leaning to say, no, that's an infringement on my Second Amendment rights. I have a right to bear arms and, you know, you're infringing on my rights and you're a piece of shit. Yeah. I, unfortunately, there yeah. there is a lot of people like that. Yeah. And that, that that is unfortunate. And I mean, everyone does have the right to bear arms, but they, I mean, what's the difference between me getting it in a day, in a week, and where that week wait could have saved um, some lives because this mental health person came in and decided to buy it, mm. decided to do something really stupid. Yeah. But yeah, I just, it's just, it's tough. And I mean, at the end of the day, too, you could also argue that, you know, if someone does have that ill intent with their purchase, like even if they have to wait that you know, whatever the period is, they're just going to do it after that period. They're, they're still good. They're, they're going to plan out, you know, their whatever heinous thing they're planning on doing. They're just going to, okay, well, I'll do it in a week. Yeah, you, you ain't going to, see, gun control ain't going to stop everything. There's still going to be shootings. There's still going to be mass shootings. Um, if you have evil within you and evil intents, you're gonna figure out a way how to accomplish your goals. Yeah, of course, and, and that's just that's just how it's been from, oh, day one. It's yeah. always been like and, that. I mean, you don't even need a, a gun if that's what like. No, I mean, you can have a lunatic running. Okay, this was years ago, but that and there's been, again, this is another topic that could be an entire another episode. Like as far as just like the different mass shootings in this country alone, but. Um, the one that stands out to me just right now is um, the guy that shot up the, the, the movie theater when one of yeah. the Batman Aurora, movies. Aurora, yeah. Yeah, like. Aurora, Colorado, yep. That, I mean, w the loss of life would have been less if he didn't have the weapon he used, but he could have easily ran in there with a fucking machete and still took out 10, 12, 13 people before somebody tackled him down to the ground. Like, if, if someone is that sick in the head or that twisted, they're they're going to find a way. Yeah, they're, they're going to find a way to inflict harm. Like, people um, use cars. Like, in your, some countries in Europe, their weapons are, firearms are banned completely. Yeah. They use, they have a lot of stabbings. They use machetes. They yeah. use cars as their device to inflict harm. Yeah. So, about, yeah, different firearms. I mean, even if you have a firearm, it's going to inflict damage. So, I, I, I don't, it's just... I wish there's. I just wish there weren't evil people in this world, man. Yeah. Just wishing. I wish people wouldn't go that avenue, but you, it's the way it is. Yeah, unfortunately, that's that's a pipe dream. You, you're yeah, never you're yeah. never gonna see that not be an issue in some shape or form. But um, one of the big pushes um, the last few years, really, uh, high capacity magazines. Like, how do you feel about that? I mean. You love the AR platform. I like the AR platform. The AR platform has very high capacity magazines. I mean, I I kind of get 
they're thinking, you know, eliminate, you know, get rid of the high capacity. There's less chance of loss of life. That's a really gray area. Yeah. I don't, I really, I really wouldn't think that would, um, that would matter. Like, in my home situation, I don't think the government should tell me how many rounds I can have on hand to defend right, myself. Right, yeah, yeah. But I'm good enough where I can do a mag change in a seriously small amount of time and get back on target where I could use smaller mag. Someone could use a smaller magazine capacity, like a 10-round or 15-round or 20-round uh-huh. magazine. And that mag change is if they train good enough, it's it's fast. It's it's fast, and it's not it's it's going to be. I mean, it's really not going to be a big of a difference. And that kind of like I mean, I get where they're going with that. Their line of thinking, you know, for these mass shootings. Oh, if we eliminate these these high round magazines, they're not going to be able to, you know, potentially kill as many people. But that also kind of goes back to what you just said. If they are, if High capacity magazines are banned, and people just decide, "Oh, it's illegal, so I can't have it anymore," which wouldn't happen. Uh, they can easily train the same drills someone else would train for their home defense purposes if they don't have a high capacity magazine, and they can still put just as many rounds down before they are taken down, like practicing yeah, those it, drills. And that wow, there's high capacity pistol magazines too. Yeah. I mean, you can get a drum to put in your Glock 19. Which would be fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. For target well, shooting. Yeah, less less reloading. Because no nothing like a bummer where you have to reload, put the rounds in the magazine, you're taking time away, where you can have fun shooting. But yeah, there's pistol magazines that like have 20, 30, 40, 50 rounds. They extended, they extended those. So it's not just limited to the rifle platform yeah. where... Uh, the high capacity magazine, but I think that's all they're talking about is the rifle high capacity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mag- magazines. Because uh, that's, I mean, that's that's what people are using in a lot, a lot of these terrible shootings. Is that's the platform and the magazines they're using. So that's what they're that's what they're targeting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. But if you're trained well enough, you could easily. I mean, have a hundred ten round magazines. Yeah. And just keep and just on keep, swapping them out. If you're, just keep on doing mag changes. Yep, and that, that I mean, you know, it's only going to stop when a good guy with a gun meets a bad guy with a gun. Whether it be a police, you know, sheriff, a citizen who has a concealed carry. Yeah. That's when it's, well, it's going to end. So it's regardless of how many rounds he has in the, the magazine. And I mean, and I get it, like, something needs to be done, but the way they're pursuing it is probably not the answer it's more like what you were saying as far as like getting people the mental health they need and addressing you know the situation before it escalates to a mass shooting yeah yeah but yeah i just it's sad we we have to deal with this for like um gun owners and people like me and you who like to shoot uh safely and responsible Mm -hmm. And would do anything for anybody that we're our rights are being infringed upon doing what we like to do of a, a select few um, incidents. Yeah, but I think now just we can work together to figure this out without taking people say all the guns away from us. Yeah, yeah. There is, I mean, there is a way to work it out where everyone's happy, and yeah. 
The only problem is, is like on the legislative side of things, like everything is, is so polarized. Like the right's not willing to work with the left at all. There, there's, there's, there's no compromise. There's no like, okay, I see your point and I see your point. Let's, let's, you know, let's do this. It's, yeah, it's, scary. It's, it's it's all my way or all that way, so that's, nothing ever gets done. Yeah, that's that's that, that's terrifying. Where <laughs> left and right can't work together. Yeah, and if one of them has power of everything, yeah, if control of the yeah, house and the senate. A, yeah, like, it's just it's it's their way or there's no way. And that's just I say we need this to work together. Yeah, nothing nothing gets nothing gets done. Nothing ever gets done. <clears throat> They do their 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 filibusters or whatever else, and just yeah. filibuster. That's filibuster. A, that's a that's a fun that's, that's a fun word. That's a funny fucking word, man. Filibuster. Filibuster. Yeah, I don't know, man. Fucking, it's, it's a touchy subject, you know. It's, it, is, it 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 definitely is, especially for you know people that have suffered the tragedies, have lost a loved one, a a, a fucking kid, you know, fucking. The, the the elementary school shootings and yeah, things like that yeah. like I couldn't I do I couldn't imagine going through that losing yeah. like my my kid yeah like, to I, like, I, like I, yeah I can understand why people of the parents and families would want to ban those type of weapons because it happened to them yeah and now we can't see their point of view because we haven't experienced exactly that. yeah so it, it's tough man like I definitely. I definitely sympathize and understand why they would want that to oh, happen. Yeah, yeah. But having that clear cut answer, like there, there really isn't one. No, <laughs> there, no there's not. There, there's definitely not. That's tough, man. But I don't know. Pretty crazy. It's, it's a crazy world we live in, man. It is. Well, that, that kind of took a, Pretty melancholy, sad turn. Like we gotta uh, maybe switch things up a little bit. And I think I, I think I know the perfect way to kind of just move off of that sad, just depressing, no good answer topic to um, the fact that uh, I don't know when I'm going to publish this episode, but as the date of the recording, tomorrow is Father's Day. Yes, yes, it is. You and I are both fathers. Yes, we are. So I thought it might be fun to um, have a little uh, a dad joke challenge. Oh, God. A dad joke <laughs> challenge. Oh, my God. <laughs> know any good dad jokes? <sighs> I mean, I, I know I know a few. We, we hear a few at work on repeat almost every day, but... Other than that, I thought it might be fun to maybe just go back and forth, crack a couple of dad jokes, and see who we can get to laugh and tally up the score for a winner. Oh, <laughs> man. I don't, see, he put me on the spot. I don't, <laughs> now I can't think of any dad jokes right now. Well, I can think of, I'm actually going to, you'll probably remember as I start to tell it, unless you weren't there that day at work. But uh, Randy, one of our coworkers, had a really good one that I thought was pretty funny, like classic dad joke kind of humor. So here it goes. Um, what did the werewolf eat after his uh, dental appointment? I don't know. The dentist. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a da- that's a dad joke right yeah, there. That, that is a dad joke. Man. 
don't, I can't think of any, man. That's, 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 a, that's a pretty good one. I don't, All right, how about uh, this? How about this? Give me another one. I'm trying to think here. Uh, I would be surprised if you have not heard this one. Um, there is a mama tomato, a papa tomato, and a baby tomato. They're walking down the sidewalk. Baby tomato, he's straggling around, looking at rocks in the ground, this, that, and the other. Papa tomato, he's getting pissed off. Like, he's got places to go. So, he walks back to the baby tomato that's lollygagging around, and he fucking steps on him and says, ketchup. That's dark, man. That's that's dark. That's a dark dad joke. Get it, you know, ketchup, you know, yeah, yeah, smash, that's, that's smash tomato. Yeah, that's 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 a good one. Hey, you 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 win this, man. I don't got I don't got Nothing, not that no, one. Not no, one. No, no, Man, that is the easiest victory ever. Dad, I don't I don't think of dad jokes. You do, you just don't realize they're dad jokes. No one has the heart to tell you like that was really lame. Uh, yeah, that's most of the, yeah, well, yeah. 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 I don't really I don't really tell too many jokes. No, not not a funny guy. I am a funny guy, but I just I don't yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for ruining my segue to try to get You're rid in. of get rid of the uh the sad tension in the I room. Just, I just can't think of any right now. Yeah, I don't know, man. Dad jokes. What are you gonna do? Funny. So I guess I'll take the title. I, I won that, you know, fair and square. Yeah, you have more experience with dad jokes than me. I do, I do. I've been a dad a little bit longer. Yeah. How old is your daughter? Uh, 10. 10? 10. Let's see, I've got 17, 14 going on 15, 12 going on 13, 12, and 3. Got a wide, wide plethora. Wow, yeah. Dad jokes. Well, shit, man. I think we've been yapping it for quite a while. We've had a, some good conversation about things that go bang, the pew, pew, pew. Oh, yeah, it was good. That was a good time. It was. But I think I think that's a wrap, man. I think we, we covered everything we should probably cover on the subject for the time being. Yeah, until till next time. Until next time. I, I definitely think you're probably going to be a return guest. I, we have had talks of wanting to do some kind of Walking Dead themed podcast. Yeah, I'm a big Walking Dead fan. I'm an extremely big Walking Dead fan, except for the fact that I'm like two seasons behind. But, uh, you know, I'll play catch up before we record that episode. That's all right, man. New season comes out, I think, this fall. Last, I was waiting. Last, I, the last season. The last season. My My thing is like... Uh, I have not watched this current season at all, which I think is already wrapped. But yeah. um, the season before that, I had it set up on the DVR, you know, and for whatever reason, the DVR messed up and like missed an episode here, missed an episode there. And it's like, I don't want to like jump around and miss shit and like go back and rewatch and play catch up. So I was like, I'll just wait for uh, the new season to come out, which is the, the current season that, that just ended not too long ago. And that's when Netflix will get it. Well, Netflix never got it, so I'm just gonna have to like go out and buy. Yeah, they they usually come usually come before the new season airs. Well, yeah, but it, it didn't it didn't come like oh, wow. the, the new season has aired and finished, and the previous season that I missed because my DVR messed up still 
has not been up to Netflix. But I think the the problem is is all these different uh, TV channels all have their own streaming services now. Oh yeah, dude, there's so many to choose from. It's ridiculous. So like, I I don't think Netflix is gonna get it anymore because you can just stream it on AMC Plus yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it is. whatever they have. So I might have to like go out and either subscribe to AMC Plus or just go out and buy like the season I missed and play catch up. And then maybe after next season, we can do a little Walking Dead roundup oh, yeah. of the entire season. And the entire series. series. The entire, entire series. series. Yeah. It's going to be good. So, so, so stay tuned for that one. You can always just stream it. You can find it for free on the internet. Everything's for free on the internet. Yeah, that's that's true. Well, man, I greatly appreciate you finally getting in here and having this conversation with me. I know we sat down and had a good talk, man. I enjoyed it. I yeah, really it, was, it was fun, man. Yeah, I appreciate you so having we'll, me over. Oh, for sure. So we'll definitely do it again. But on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, as always, my little spiel, if you are enjoying the content, like give it a like, give it a follow, subscribe. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. And if not, hey, no hard feelings. I'm still going to keep doing them. But if you are liking it, subscribe, share, follow, all that good stuff. So until the next one, guys and gals, cheers. Cheers. (laughs) 